Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. My hope is that this podcast helps you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, everyone, this is our third episode. We are rolling now. To start again, as like last episode where I thanked my wife, I want to take a moment just to continue thanking people that have been pivotal in the launching of this podcast. Today, I want to thank Raven Johnson. She is a staff member at our church here, Providence, and she's kind of been organizing the launching of this podcast. So she's taken it from an idea, made sure all the pieces are together, helped keep me on track when I was delaying a little bit, and helped put this whole thing together. So I don't know if we would have been able to launch this without her. So Raven, thank you for all of your help. And again, if you're a listener, make sure if you enjoy this podcast to thank Raven. Also, again, as I said before, if you are enjoying this, this is helpful for you, please Please review it, rate it, all that kind of stuff. It's helpful for us to get the word out to more people. So Raven, thank you for all your work and time on the podcast. All right, so let's jump into Colossians. We're going to be seeing the first part of verse two. Colossians one, verse two at the beginning, it says, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. All right, I'm going to take that phrase in Christ at Colossae And we're going to hit that all next week, okay? So we'll hit pause on that. What I want to focus on is the second part of the greeting, where, again, we talked about this last week. These tend to be flyover verses for us. We kind of skim past them to get to the meat of the letter. We don't pay a lot of attention. But these are helpful notes about the letter, and I think there are some beautiful truths to find. So here in verse 2, he's beginning now not to talk about the author, which was Paul, and we talked about him last week. But now it's the recipients of the letter, okay? And at the end, we see that these people uh, are in the city of Colossae, okay? Which that's why it's called a letter to the Colossians or Colossians for short. And I want you to notice here today how Paul identifies the Christians or the church in Colossians. He says that they are saints and faithful brothers. In other words, he's saying they are holy and they are family members. He's not saying they are perfect, but that is their identity as a people. They are a holy family. So let's look at that. First, Paul addresses this letter to the saints. Now that word just means holy ones or holy. So he is saying that this letter is written to those who are holy in Colossae. The word holy means that you are set apart, that you are distinct. And God, he is the one who is most holy. He's the most holy being in all the world because he is God and everything else is his creation. He is holy, perfect, and beautifully distinct. Now catch this. If you are a Christian, you are also called a holy one, a saint. Now, when we hear that, uh, depending on your church background, maybe you think that's a particular group of people in the church, like saints are varsity-level Christians. That's not how the Bible uses it. All Christians are saints. So if you're a follower of Jesus, if you are in Christ, you are holy. You are a saint. A primary identity for you is that you are holy in Jesus. So quick question I'd like you to consider. Do you see yourself as holy. Now, I know that we're sinners still and we're not fully there, but as you are in Christ, you're holy. Do you see other church members as holy? 
Like, do you genuinely see yourself and other Christians as set apart, set apart from the world, set apart from sin, and set apart from our enemy, the devil? You can do this after you listen to the episode or pause the episode right now, and I want you to think about this question. If you saw yourself and other believers as holy, as set apart in Jesus Christ, how would that change your life? That you are not only a sinner, that other people aren't the enemy, they aren't sinners, but if people are in Christ, they are holy. How would that change your life? I think that's a question we can address when we see the word saints here. This doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it does mean we're set apart for Christ, and that means something for us. So take a moment and consider that. Now, the other phrase that he uses here is he talks about the Colossians as faithful brothers. He says, these church members, the people in Colossae who are following Jesus, they are saints and faithful brothers. Now, maybe in your Bible, there's a little no, but that word brothers can really just be translated siblings. So he's saying, we are faithful brothers and sisters, or essentially, Paul is saying, this letter is to the family. As a Christian, you are not only holy, you are a part of the family, which means There is no option for you as a Christian to be an isolated, rogue, do-it-myself follower of Jesus. That's just not an option. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are a member in God's family. So think back to that question I asked about holy, and let's ask it here. Do you see yourself as a family member? And do you see those Christians, particularly the ones in your local church, as your brothers and sisters? They are not your enemies. And they are not random people who sit three rows ahead of you. They're not inconsequential in your life. They are your family members. They are your siblings. So, same as before, I want you to ask, what would it change in your life if you saw yourself as a family member and if you saw those in your church as your siblings? How would that affect your time, your care for others, your view of others, and how much you let them into your life. What would change if you genuinely saw your church as family? Look, Paul isn't oblivious to the reality that the church is broken. Don't mishear him. By him saying that you are saints and faithful, that doesn't mean you are perfect, but it does mean you are a holy family. N.T. Wright, who's a scholar, he says, Paul doesn't see this as perfect, but he looks at the church with all its imperfections from God's point of view. What if that was our view of the church? A holy family, not perfect, not maybe even ideal, but a holy family, because that is how God sees us. Doesn't that shine a light on the beauty of God? This is the God that we worship. He brings an imperfect, ragtag bunch of sinners like you and me He brings us together and he makes us holy in Jesus. And then he makes us family. That is the utter goodness of God. He is our father. He leads the family in holiness, love, joy, peace, righteousness, justice, and truth. That is the family traits. And he adopts us into that family through our faith in Jesus. You're holy because you are in the Holy One, Jesus Christ. Your family, because Jesus has brought you into the fold. He has adopted you in so that you can be a child of the Father. Look, if you haven't come into the family, would you join in this family by placing your faith in Jesus? And for everyone else, would you consider, what would it change about your life? What would it change about your day today if you saw yourself and others truly as a holy family? Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor 
grace and peace. Peace.